Hello and welcome to the weekly Global Heartstream. I'm Gabriel Gonzalez, a professional coach, artist, and speaker who enjoys traveling the world, connecting with amazing people, and talking about the longest, most rewarding journey that you'll ever embark on, the 12-inch journey between your head and your heart. Through individual and group coaching programs, online courses, and live seminars, I teach a heart-centered approach to personal mastery, leadership development, and spiritual growth that helps people become the most loving, joyful, and powerful version of themselves. The Global Heartstream is a weekly dedicated space to help you reconnect with your heart, raise your vibrational frequency, and remind you just how powerful, loving, and amazing you already are. It's also an invitation to unify our hearts with the intention of bringing more love, compassion, and healing to a world that so desperately needs it. You can find out more about my work by visiting gabrielgonsalves.com, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter, join the Heart Leader community, and register for my upcoming seminars. And if you enjoy this heart stream, please be sure to subscribe, like, or comment so that we can reach more people and help make this a more loving, compassionate, and heart-centered world. Hello and welcome to another inspiring episode of the Global Heartstream. I'm your host, Gabriel Gonzalez, and today, as we begin a whole new month, we are going to be talking about the power of forgiveness. The theme for the month is, ah, uh, where did I go? It's here we are. <laughs> I was one step ahead of myself here. The theme for this month is... Uh, Sacred self-care, sacred self-care. I want to ask you, when you hear these words, because we're normally used to hearing the words or the expression self-care, but when you hear the expression sacred self-care, what does that mean to you? I'd love it if you could share that in the comment section below, because that is what this month is going to be all about. Today, we're focusing on the power of forgiveness, forgiveness as a self-care practice. Then next week, March 8th, we're going to be talking about healing emotional trauma. Then on March 15th, transforming pain into purpose. March 22nd, healing through creativity. And March 29th, cultivating self-compassion. Okay, so I want you to think of this month as an invitation to upgrade your skills and tools and practices as it regards to self-care by inviting the energy of the sacred, of the divine, to participate in this care process. Hello, Cindy. Hello, Lila. Hello, Veronica. Tony. Ellen in this belief. Hello, Mariette. Hello, Shelley. Hello, Michaelina. Hello. Some answers already started to come to Mariette. Sacred self-care means to love myself enough, enough to do the right thing and to take care of myself. For Ellen, it means deeper intention and healing. Uh, hello, Bambi from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Bambi needs to do a lot of forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hello, everybody. I'm, I wasn't speaking about you, Bambi. I was speaking about the Disney character. If you remember the story of Bambi, it sort of begins with a, with a tragic beginning. But then again, it is the pearl that initiates the whole story, the whole adventure. And for many of us, it is these wounds, these things that crack our hearts open, this trauma, these things that happen along the journey of life that oftentimes give us an opportunity to uncover a higher level of love for the power of forgiveness. Uh, Michalina says for her, it's an invitation to giving priority for self-growth and keeping well. Yeah, that's very powerful. Keep them coming, guys, if you can. And while you're typing in your answer, let me ask you, what is your go-to self-care practice that you engage in whenever you're feeling hurt or scared? Okay, today we're focusing on forgiveness, but when crap happens, when life happens, things don't go your way, when somebody puts their finger right there in that place where it hurts so much, when you get triggered, what is the practice that you normally go to? I'd love it if you could also share that. And while you're typing that in, uh, I want to remind you that if you at any time would like to work deeper and do it with me, there are several ways that I can help you. You can join any of my three courses or programs, the introductory course on heart mastery, the intermediate group coaching program called Heart Warrior and the advanced heart leadership training. And you can read more about those programs right there where in the description section below this video. All right, uh, let's see some of the comments that already started coming in. Um, Cindy says that sacred self-care for her means all parts from the roots of my soul to the core of my human cell. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's a very, it's a very powerful way of initiating it. All right, so I want you to be aware of that Today, we're going to be speaking about the power of forgiveness from different perspective, okay? From a psychological perspective, from an emotional perspective, and from a spiritual perspective. Because here's the thing. Forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean the same for the majority of us, okay? And I really do believe is that our, my concept, I'll bring it back to my personal arena, my understanding and definition of forgiveness has certainly evolved over the years and also as I have matured emotionally and spiritually. When I was in school, going to prep school, I went to Catholic school in Connecticut, forgiveness was something that Christian did and the reason you did it was because you, you want to be a good Christian and that's what good Christians do. That's what Christians do. And so I remember my very first experience of this process of forgiveness was I forgave because I had to. But the truth is, anytime that you go through something like forgiveness because you have to, guess what? It's not really done. It's done at the intellectual, mental level, okay? So you may walk up to the person and say, I'm sorry, or you may ask for forgiveness. But the truth is, deep down at an emotional level, you still kind of think like, ah, 
you know, I'm right, they're wrong, they wrong me, but I'm going to do it because it's the Christian, it's the right thing, it's the loving thing to do, so I'm going to do it. And in my experience, that kind of forgiveness doesn't really last very long. Now, let me ask you another question. I'm asking a lot of questions to start off today. How do you know when you have really, truly forgiven? What is the unequivocal sign that you have forgiven, whether if it's yourself or another person? Well, in my experience, when I have done the forgiveness work, when I've really done the work at all these different levels, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, the unequivocal sign that forgiveness has taken place is that there is a deep sense of peace in my heart. Okay, so uh, you know how we have this expression that says, uh, to forgive is to forget. Well, I don't really quite believe that. I think it would be stupid to, you know, to forget what happened in the past because the past informs our choices and we are, in so many reasons, a product of our past. So you don't want to forget what happened. What you want to do is arrive at a place where you can feel peaceful about it. And so I remember that as a child going to prep school and going through the process of forgiveness as I was being taught, I would say I forgave, but the truth is I would still sit around at night, you know, figuring out how I'm going to get back to this person or I'm going to say, or I'm going to get even, or we're still in essence holding this uh, mentality or yeah, positionality that they had wronged me. And here's the thing, as long as you continue to see yourself as being the one that was wrong, Okay, which basically means you're right and they're wrong, okay, because they wrong you. Okay, you will never have peace. You will never have peace. So, one of the first things that forgiveness requires is for us to be able to look at this sense of or this desire of wanting to be right. You know, this idea of like choosing to be right instead of being happy. This was an underlying theme. I remember when I did a seminar with many, 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 many years ago with Dr. Phil. It was in uh, 1990 when I was in university. He used to run this series of personal development seminars called Pathways. And, you know, we would, we would do this game. I remember wrestling each other. And it was this idea, do you rather be right or do you rather be happy? Because as long as you want to be right, there's constantly a fight. And this is what I'm getting at. When forgiveness has been done only at this level of the mind, but you have not really dealt with it emotionally, within you there's always going to be the, the because the emotion, what happens is the emotion is still there. The emotion has not been released. That you want to continue to blame the other person, even though you have forgiven them. Okay, so that's the first stage of forgiveness. And I really do believe that it's, much healthier to say, to be real and to say, listen, I'm not in a position to forgive yet. I'm still too hurt. I'm still too confused by this thing that happened or that I did because, you know, forgiveness is also something that as a practice can be applied to yourself, self-forgiveness. So you need to be able to, you need to be able to um, recognize I'm not ready. 
and that there is such a thing as premature forgiveness, which is exactly what I was saying. When you forgive yourself or somebody without really feeling it, okay? Uh, just because it was the Christian thing to do, it was the right thing to do. And how do you know if you've forgiven somebody prematurely, if you actually went through the process? You will, because you will still feel this tightness in your stomach and in your heart. They won't, you won't have peace about it. That's the point. So then what is actually forgiveness? What does it actually mean? And then, you know, what is the next level? Well, the word forgiveness is made up of two words. It's made up of for, which means forth, and giveness, which basically means to give. So in essence, the word forgiveness means to give forth, to release, to let go. And what we are releasing and letting go are primarily two things. At the level of the intellect or the mind, we're letting go of the idea of right or wrong. Okay, this idea of positionality, that somebody wronged you. That's the very first thing that you need to be able to let go. And then the other thing, which leads to the second level of forgiveness, is you need to be able to release and let go of the emotions, the hurt, the blame, the guilt, the shame, all those underlying emotions that normally, by wanting to be right, by holding our positionality, we're not releasing, we're not letting go. In fact, you know, the more you hold on to your, to your positionality, uh, the less you let your heart break. So I remember years ago, when I was first starting this work, I remember I ran a workshop on forgiveness. And it was titled, um, um, How to Heal a Broken Heart. Because the truth is, the only way to heal a broken heart is through the power of forgiveness. There's no other way. And... I remember a woman who was in this workshop who was very, 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 very heartbroken. And, you know, the, the story went on that she found out her husband of like 25 years had been having an affair for the past five years. So the relationship obviously had come to an end. Uh, they were in the middle of a very bitter uh, divorce. And she was under a tremendous amount of pain and she was still filled with a lot of anger and her attitude or the place that she was in when she came to the workshop she was like uh, i'm gonna make him pay for this you know i can't believe he did this to me i want to make sure he never does this to anybody again i'm gonna teach him a lesson and da 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 da, da. and the story went on and so she came to the workshop and Obviously, she acknowledged at the very beginning of our time together that um, she was very heartbroken and that she'd come to the workshop to heal her heart. And when she asked me, Gabriel, uh, what, what, is, what, what should I do if I want to heal my heart? I was surprised when I found myself, just the words coming out of my mouth, where you have to let your heart fully crack open it was a big silence <laughs> in the workshop she's like what do you mean by that and this is what i said i said something along the lines of hey by you holding on to the positionality that that this is all his fault and that he's the one that wronged you 
and that you're going to get back at him. You're going to make him pay and all of that. Are you holding on to this idea of getting revenge, fixing it, etc.? As long as you're making him wrong and you are the right one, you're the victim, you're keeping yourself from really opening up or connecting with a deep hurt inside of you and connecting with those what has what what all of this has brought up. And so as she was listening to me, I noticed she started softening a little bit. And little by little, her heart started opening. And as obviously, as we went into the process during the workshop, and she began to, to unpack these feelings, she started connecting not only with the anger, but remember that normally anger is one of these more superficial emotions that more often than not is trying to protect a deeper part of us that's been really hurt or wounded. And so when she started connecting with the hurt, with that also came a tremendous amount of shame. What is wrong with me? Why, you know, why did he choose somebody? As And, you know, the reason he chose somebody is because there's, I'm flawed. There's something wrong with me. I've gotten too old. Uh, I'm not good enough. And so she, all this guilt and all this shame and then things from her own childhood started coming up from her teenage years. Um, the very first time that uh, she was in a relationship and some kind of an abuse that took place during that initial relationship. And, and the deeper she went, the more she realized like, wow, you know, I'm making him pay not just for cheating on me, I'm making him pay for everything else that's happened to me in the past, all the way back to my childhood. I'm making him pay because I don't feel lovable, because I don't feel beautiful anymore. I'm making him pay for all of that. So she realizes that the more she came to terms with all these underlying emotions, as she was escaping by holding this positionality in her mind, the more she was doing that, the less she was feeling the pain. And so we went through a process as I normally do in a lot of my workshops and seminars where I teach the person to become still and to move into the body and to really acknowledge the physical, physical sensations of the emotions and to really be present with her hurt, her grief, her sadness, her guilt, her shame. And after a while, what began to happen was very inspiring. She began to connect with that part of us that is very vulnerable, that is very tender, that oftentimes is referred to as our inner child. And she began to realize that how disconnected she had been from this little person and that she had entered into this marriage hoping that this marriage would give her uh, stability and security and sense of worthiness and you know the appearance of power and control and everything but that she had lost touch with this part of her she had really lost touch with herself and so the more she began to connect with the wonder aspect of herself as the workshop progress the lighter she began to feel more peaceful she began to um, feel and little by little she began to realize the part that she played in this divorce okay she realized that she also played a part 
by being very overly critical, uh, by being very um, bitter, by being by sometimes um, giving his hus or husband or ex the silent treatment, uh, ignoring him, uh, punishing him. You know, when whenever he wasn't there for her, then she would do the same thing for him. Then she realized that she had played some role in what had happened. And little by little, and you know, she began to also to become more aware of his own pain, his own disconnection. All right, until the point she where she realized the gift, the gift that this um, this situation uh, has given her as an opportunity to heal, to go deeper, and to heal this wounded, very wounded aspect of herself. So what what i just described to you in the experience of this woman is the essence that each and every one of us um, of the work that each and every one of us needs to undergo first we need to be able to release the story okay that's what i mean about the intellect the this this idea or sometimes <laughs> a need to be right Okay, if what you want is to be happy, you have to let go of your positionality. Okay, the idea that you're right and somebody else is wrong or that somebody wronged you. The first thing that needs to let go. See it for what it is. It's a story that your mind, your egoic mind, your intellect had to come up to be able to make sense of what happened. And there's nothing wrong with that. Our brains are designed to create a story. Why? Because the world as it is, is extremely complicated and this area of love and relationship is the most complicated area of our human existence. Anybody that tells you that they figured it out, they full of crap. And so you can't not, you know, you can, you have to show up with a willingness to see things differently. You haven't figured it out either. I haven't figured it out. And so, the first part is letting go then, letting go of this attachment to the story, okay? Now, I find that it's easier to let go of the story if you're able to release and let go of the emotional charge. Because what normally, what keeps the story in place is the emotional charge. And it's actually not even the emotional charge, it's our unwillingness to allow, as I said earlier, our hearts truly break, which is a metaphor for to allow ourselves to feel deeply the hurt, the pain, the disappointment, the sadness, the grief, the skill, the shame, whatever it is that came up. And to be willing to be so present with it from a place of what can only be described as compassion so that by being with it, you can accept it and allow it to run its course because that is what every emotion will do as the word itself, emotion, energy in motion. An emotion triggered by whatever reason it was, it's a response to something that changed in your internal or external environment. And so your body is responding to that. But when you block it, by coming into your head, by disconnecting from the body, by going into blaming, etc., 
that emotion, that energy stays stagnated within your body. And that stagnated emotional energy within your body is what's going to make you sick. It's one of the things we were speaking about last week, the different reasons we, we get sick. Emotions being one of the primary ones. Many of you, because I know many of you who listen to me are healers and therapists, you're already aware that one of the, one of the underlying reasons behind cancer uh, it's associated with emotions, especially blocked emotions. And so when you don't give yourself permission to feel very deeply, to allow your heart to really crack open, to the emotion to run its course, what you're doing is you're perpetuating a pattern of disharmony inside of your body. Now, these two things, letting go of the story, giving yourself permission to feel the emotion until it ru it's run its course so that you can let it go because that's how you let it go. You let it go by feeling the hurt, the wound, the pain, and to, and to be present with it. How long, Gabriel? Well, until it runs its course. It's not going to last forever. In fact, what perpetuates it, perpetuates it is our own willingness to let go of the story or to feel the emotion. So... We are speaking again then, uh, for those of you who are joining us right now, about first level of forgiveness is at the level of the mind. Okay, it requires that we let go of the story. We let go of our positionality. And then that we let go of the emotions that came up. And that requires, as I was saying earlier, that you let your heart break fully open so the emotion can run its course. Now you're going to notice that the more you practice that, the more you practice being and being with the emotion and your heart has to be used also in that process. And the way you're going to use your heart in the process is by breathing in and out of the heart, just like we do here every Wednesday and create more and more and more space inside of your heart, which is the center of your emotional system, so that all of these uncomfortable emotions can run their course. So think of it, what you're doing is you're creating more space in your subtle energy system of which your emotions are part of by energizing the heart that is the seat of your emotional system so that these emotions can then move through you. Now, as the emotions are a surrender, what begins to happen is you begin to rise. You rise into higher levels of, of awareness or emotional awareness or consciousness. And I want to show you here quickly the uh, calibrated map of consciousness that many of you have, um, have seen. If you've been following or if you're familiar with Dr. David Hawkins' work in the calibrated scales of consciousness. So as you release the grief of what happened, even the apathy, the guilt, the shame, the fear, the anger and everything, and you're willing to move into this place of courage, right? The willingness to tell the truth. Well, the truth is I only know my perspective, but I don't know my husband's perspective. I don't know the other person's perspective. I don't really know what was really happening with them at the time. I'm only seeing one positionality. The moment you let go of the story, you then are able to arrive at a greater place of neutrality, the willingness to see things differently. Okay, and then with that, a deeper sense of acceptance, reason that eventually moves you into a place of love. Now, why is this so 
important. Well, if you recall one of the main teachings of A Course on Miracles, that refers to a miracle as a shift in perception. You will arrive, you will have arrived at the ultimate um, conclusion that we're, where we have been talking about as forgiveness, it's really more than anything, a shift of perception. When you realize that what happened um, was an invitation to become more whole, when you realize that what happened was an was an invitation for you to become more loving, more compassionate, when you realize that this person that appears to have broken your heart and shattered it into a million of pieces is just another soul, as imperfect as you are, with their own wounding, with their own trauma, trying to do the best thing that they can. And then out of that arises a deeper understanding of like, ah, from their perspective, I can see then why they acted that way. That doesn't deny your feelings. That doesn't deny what happened. But it just allows you to have a deeper understanding. Not only an understanding of who they are and why they are the way they are, but why you are the way you are and why things you know, ultimately ended up happening the way they did what that is giving you an opportunity to heal, etc. And as a result of that, you're able then to see things from a completely different perspective. Uh, there is a formula for forgiveness, believe it or not, that requires us to do this work that I just described, letting go of our story and letting go also of the emotions. And it basically is compassion plus understanding equals forgiveness in other words when i give myself permission to really feel my pain that was caused and not only that when i give myself permission to also feel the pain that the other person was in because as the all you know all the adage says you know people who are hurting hurt other people so when you begin to see things from the perspective of another person, which is what understanding is, looking at the bigger picture, then true forgiveness can happen. Now, I find that one of the fastest ways to move into this place of forgiveness and compassion is by inviting into our awareness, into our hearts, a higher love. And what I'm speaking about is, in essence, divine love or the presence of divine love. So if you're struggling to forgive yourself or forgive another person for something that you think or believe they did to you, and you can't find it in your human self um, at this moment to be able to forgive them, and you're feeling like you may be getting ready to the point where you might be ready to, but you just don't know if you can do it, what you can always do is call in the presence of the divine love. You can, in essence, speak to divinity, speak to God, call in the presence of Jesus and say, hey, dear God, please help me see this situation differently. Please open my eyes that I may see 
and understand what is the truth of this situation. Fill my heart with so much love and compassion that I may be able to allow my heart to fully break like the way the heart of Christ was completely broken at the cross, which is a beautiful metaphor for what it means to give yourself permission to feel that last bit of pain so that it can be released. And then in doing so, inviting into your heart the powerful healing forces of a higher love that can help you love and forgive in yourself and in other people what up until now you haven't been done. And when you do that, you're going to notice that the tendency is for an overwhelming sense of peace to begin to be felt in your heart. Okay, this is what it's referred to in, main, in, in Scripture by the truth will set you free. When you begin to see the truth of you and the other soul that hurts you, when you begin to see the bigger reality, that in itself begins to set you free. And at that moment, and a tremendous amount of love, compassion, even appreciation begins to grow for the other person, for the other soul, for yourself, for the whole experience. And you begin to see the perfection of all of life. And then you arrive at a point where you finally say, you know what? There's nothing to forgive. And the other person may say, oh, like, I'm really sorry. And you really say, like, yeah, there's nothing to forgive. And you can only arrive at that point again once you've done the work, once you've allowed your heart to fully break, once you've given yourself permission to feel that pain, that hurt, that grief, that sadness, whatever it is, to the last drop, okay? Give yourself permission to feel it fully, surrendering and letting it go as you feel it because that's how we let go of things until you arrive at a deep sense of peace out of which, which arises a new understanding when you begin to see the perfection of it all. And I believe this is only possible when you really connect, tune, and align your heart to the infinite loving heart of divinity, the heart of God. Which is why then this practice, I believe that is possibly the most powerful practice that you do to take care of yourself. You forgive others, not for them. You forgive them for you. You forgive them because the pain, the hurt, that stagnated emotional energy, it's inside of you and it's creating disturbances in your body. It's keeping you also from having inner peace. So you do it for you. And this is why. This is possibly out of all the different tools that we're going to be exploring this entire month, the most powerful and then also the most underrated self-forgiveness. Forgiving yourself, letting go of the past, letting go and letting God. That's how it works. All right, so what I like to do now is I like to invite you to repeat the affirmations that I'm going to be speaking during our guided meditation process. And as you see, they're affirmations to help us anchor some of the things that we've been speaking about here today. And we're going to repeat them just one time out loud. But then when we go into the guided meditation and we go into the 
affirmative prayer. I will be repeating them again, and you can just repeat them silently to yourself. So this first time around allows them to be received by the conscious mind. But then when we do them again and repeat them from a united state of heart and mind or heart coherence, will allow these affirmations then to trickle in into the unconscious mind, okay? All right, please place a hand over your heart and repeat after me. I live in a deeply loving and benevolent universe. I am worthy of God's forgiveness grace. I forgive myself for my past errors, failures, and mistakes. I let go of past hurts and embrace compassion, kindness, and love. The energy of forgiveness heals and restores my body heart and soul. The more forgiving I become, the easier my life gets. I trust in God's infinite wisdom and divine justice. And so it is, and it is so. Begin now to gently close your eyes, allowing this hand to rest over your heart. Taking a few moments now to feel the infinite loving presence that powers your heart and your breath. now begin to intentionally breathe in and out of the heart, inhaling in one, two, three, four, exhaling in one, two, three, and four, inhale one, two, three, four, one, two, Three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Continue to breathe slowly, deeply, evenly, adjusting the rhythm to the rhythm that feels natural and right for you.
As I breathe in and out of my heart, I allow my chest, my neck and my head to relax. I allow the energy of life, which is my breath and my blood to circulate freely through my body. Letting go of any unnecessary tension around the torso area. Giving myself permission to be fully present here and now in this moment. The only place where God is, where love is, where life is. Now I'd like to invite you to call forth into your heart a divine being that represents unconditional love. This could be Jesus the Christ, could be Mother Mary, could be an archangel, could be another saint. Somebody in your experience represents the highest form of love. And you can just simply silently say, Beloved Master, I open my heart. Please come inside. Fill my heart with thy love. Fill my heart with thy compassion. Fill my heart with thy grace. See, feel, and imagine the presence of this divine being in your heart now glowing as a light in the middle of your chest. Breathing into that light, allowing that light to shine, to glow, and to softly expand within you. As I speak the following prayer on your behalf. In the name I am that I am and in the name of the Holy Christ self of every person here today and speaking on their behalf, I call forth the presence of divine love to shine in our hearts and in all the dark spaces within us that need healing. 
with the presence of divine love, compassion, and understanding. May open, may open our hearts, our mind to see things differently, to feel things differently, and to therefore arrive at a new experience and a new feeling. Holy Christ flame within us, expand within each and every one of us thy triune light, flood our being with the essence of the pink, the blue, the gold, the white, the love, the wisdom, and the power of forgiveness that is God. That we may forgive in ourselves and forgive in others. All of that, which up until now we have been unable to forgive and let go of. Forgiving myself, forgiving others, and forgiving life. Forgiving God, forgiving the future, the present, forgiving the past. Surrendering into the ever-present moment where God is where perfection exists, where no mistakes have taken place, no mistakes are taking place or shall take place, but with everything that has happened in my life has simply been a lesson in unconditional love that my soul may grow, evolve, and expand according to the divine plan. I let my heart receive this grace. I give myself permission to feel any old wounds, any old pain. Breathing in and out of my heart, I let these all feelings go. Letting go and letting God. Letting bygones be bygones. Letting the past be the past.
from this deeper communion with the divine within us, which is our own Christ self, divine essence, Buddha nature. We now speak the following words in affirmation of what we know in our hearts is our truth. I live in a deeply loving and benevolent universe. I am worthy of God's forgiveness, Grace. I forgive myself for my past errors, failures, and mistakes. I let go of past hurts and embrace compassion, kindness, and love. The energy of forgiveness heals and restores my body, heart, and soul. The more forgiving I become, the easier my life gets. I trust in God's infinite wisdom and divine justice. I trust in my capacity to forgive and let go. And so it is, and it is so. Heavenly Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus the Christ, and the Immaculate Heart of Mother Mary, the perfect love of every Archangel's heart, in the name of Divine Love, I give thanks for the healing that our hearts are receiving right now. Knowing that within each one of our hearts, there is a cup that is being filled right now with that grace. That we not need to do anything to earn it. That this is our divine inheritance as your sons and daughters. That our job is just simply to open our hearts and be willing to receive the healing and the grace. In the same way in which every blade of grass opens to receive the warmth of the sun, our hearts, our minds are now opening up for new understandings, new ways of seeing all situations. Fill our hearts with compassion, 
fill our minds with understanding. That we may forgive and let go of what no longer belongs to us. Setting others free as we set ourselves free. That we too may experience the peace that surpasses all understanding as a result of thy grace. May all disease, disharmony on the body, resulting from unforgiveness, guilt, anger, shame, be dissolved by thy love. May any relationship where there have been disharmony, disconnection, may be healed by the power of thy forgiveness, Grace. And may all this be done according to the divine will for every person here. That God and only God may be glorified in our hearts, in our lives, and in our hearts. I ask that this prayer go out and be amplified to include every being upon this earth. In the name of divine love. And so it is. And it is so. Amen. Forgiveness It's a sacred self-care tool. All it requires is just the willingness to see things differently. The willingness to let go of our perspective, positionality, our willingness to allow our hearts to be fully broken, our willingness to be with the pain until the pain has run its course so that the healing can begin, the restoration of wholeness and the infinite loving peace of God may return. We'll make a conscious commitment now to begin to use this practice every day. Practicing with ourselves, practicing with our brothers, our sisters, with our partners.
recognizing the ultimate truth taught by the masters, that all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. For in the heart of God, there's only one of us. In the heart, there's the one. Individualize in all, but all as one. We can begin now to gently open the eyes as we begin to get once again reacquainted with our physical presence in this room, the space that you're in, just taking an inventory of how you're feeling right now. And I love it if you could, as we bring this session to a close, if you could share what new insight, realization, or awareness are you taking away with you after doing this practice? Hmm. I am feeling indeed a deep sense of peace. I was already feeling quite peaceful and calm when came into today's heart stream. I feel an even deeper sense of peace. How are you feeling? What are you taking away? When we come back next week, we're going to continue to explore this theme for the month of March of sacred self-care. Right? It's not just self-care. Okay, sometimes self-care might look like I'm going to treat myself to my favorite pizza or I'm going to take a bubble bath or I'm going to buy myself some ice cream or, or even sometimes it could be like I'm going to read this book, watch this movie, whatever. But now I'm inviting you to think of self-care activities or practices where you invite the energy of divine love through the power of your heart to participate okay to aid you to assist you to enhance whatever it is that needs to be felt all right when we come back next week uh we're going to be focusing on healing emotional trauma so again we'll continue on this conversation of self-care through the power of forgiveness but our focus main focus will be on trauma all right let's see uh, some of the comments that came in um christoph hello brother gabriel gabriel thank you for being here he says thank you very much mariette says uh, taking away the forgiveness is self-forgiveness and self-care christoph said i've shed a tear as the healing has begun. I've been battling depression since December last year, 2022. That's a wonderful sign, brother, uh, that tears are starting to come. It means now, yeah, after the energetic system being, emotional system being depressed for a while, the waters want to run their course. Healing is at hand, which means the restoration of the wholeness. Cindy says, a uh, sense of peace and freedom. Geraldine says, feeling peaceful and thankful. Mary says, I feel loved. Uh, Tony says, peaceful and relaxing. Leila says, I'm feeling so light and peaceful. Isabel, love and harmony. Evan, hey, Ellen, Evan, lovely to see you and to have you here, brother. Uh, feeling peace, grace, love. Mm-hmm. 
Sheila says, peaceful, a new perspective on forgiveness. Thank you. And Ellen's feeling quiet. And you began our time together in disbelief. So you went from disbelief to quiet. That's that's good, I would say. All right, my beautiful friends. That's it for this week. I hope you received a lot of value from today's process. And uh, remember that these guided meditations, these practices, these heart streams are always here available. So if at any time you feel yourself falling off the bandwagon, you can always, always, always come back to rewatch them. And, you know, you already have the cellular memory, the emotional memory, what it feels to be able to enter into this wider, deeper, peaceful, loving space inside of the heart. And remember, all it takes is just the willingness, the willingness. All right. I'll see you all next week. Wish you a fantastic rest of the week ahead. And as always, please take care of yourself. Use these tools so that you can then also take care of others. As always, I send you all my love from my heart to yours. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for joining me in this week's heart stream. I hope you're walking away feeling more connected to yourself and your divinity, to the planet, to others, and to all of life. Please be sure to subscribe so that you can receive notifications about upcoming broadcasts. And if you would like to sign up for my weekly newsletter, join the Heart Leader community, or register for my upcoming trainings and seminars, be sure to visit my website, gabrielgonzalez.com. Until the next time, please take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. And as always, I send you all my love from my heart to yours. Bye for now.